It is the Wave 97.9 WHAV, and in the studio with me is Essex County District Attorney Paul Tucker. And uh, Paul, good morning. Thanks for stopping by today. Well, thank you, and thanks for the invitation. I appreciate that very much. Well, you know, I, w- I was thinking uh, uh, kind of like when uh, when the uh, uh, the principal goes into a classroom and uh, wants to observe the teacher. Uh, when you uh, go around Essex County and you observe things, do, do people get all, uh, he's here today? Well, maybe at first, but I think I put them at ease pretty quickly. At least I hope I, I do. Yeah. Um, we've been going around uh, in my first five months as DA. Um, we've been in, in probably 75 to 80% of all the communities, and we've been in every one of the district courts and superior courts visiting. It's been, uh, it's been a very good uh, first few months uh, introducing myself to folks and, and getting to know firsthand from folks in the community what's happening. I've never had the pleasure of uh, having to go to court in, in Haverhill District Court or, or any of the courts, but uh, why don't you... Uh, what what's that like over there when you when you stop in today? Well, just last week we were up in Haverhill District Court, and um, Judge Achia was there and was a gracious host for us, First Justice uh, Doris Stanziani is the is the clerk, and um, I was privileged to make some remarks on Law Day, and um, this year it was about civics and and civility, which is an interesting theme given the backdrop of what's happening in uh, in this country. Um, there was folks from um, Haverhill High School, there was retirees, some former clerks. Uh, it was a packed house and just a really nice community feeling. Mayor Ferentini came over. Um, it was just a really nice morning with, with a great group of folks and, and um, talking about civics and civility and what's happening. That's just one, one example of, of stopping into the court. And we also had the opportunity to catch up with uh, staff from the DA's office who do really important and, and, and tremendous work. And it's a it's a time for me to come in with with uh, my top team and say thank you to them as well. So when you took over the the job as the uh, district attorney, was there anything that surprised you that uh, you didn't realize went on? So it's been it's been a lot. Um, I had a pretty good familiarity with the DA's office from I spent 32 years on the police department in Salem, and most of those I was a detective. I ran the uh, uh, criminal investigation bureau. 17 years, so I had I had quite a bit of familiarity with the DA's office. Um, one of the things I think that has surprised me is the breadth of what comes across our desk every day, things that may not necessarily make the news, um, decision points along the day, um, but we have a, a tremendous staff. Uh, my predecessor, John Blodgett, put a great team in place, and almost everybody stayed, and so there's some really good, strong continuity there as well. Uh, but the job's been great, and there's a lot to it. It's a it's a it's a big county, um, and if you look at the demographics, we have urban centers, we have some mid-sized cities, suburban, and we have some rural areas as well. So we have a little bit of everything here in Essex County. Now, uh, in your role as a police officer, I'm sure that uh, when you uh, took somebody into custody and you brought them to court, they had to be prosecuted by the uh, district attorney's office, right? Yes, that's correct. All right. And uh, so how does that work? So it, it actually helps me from a, from an experiential standpoint and the things that I've done that have led me to this job. So I know the law enforcement end of things. I've been a lawyer for 23 years as well. And I think what I brought to this job was not the so-called traditional prosecutor's route, uh, which is that you prosecute cases in district court and you sort of work your way up. 
Um, I brought some legislative experience, quite a bit of law enforcement experience, and the legal side as well. I also taught at Salem State for 22 years, so I've had over a 1,000 students that have gone on to work somewhere in the criminal justice system. And I think all of that has well served me in this new role. And uh, being a state rep too, huh? I had I enjoyed that. I was a state rep uh, four terms, which is eight years, and I served on, uh, I think, a lot of the committees that are key to what I'm doing now. I was on education, I was on public safety, I was on judiciary, and all of that, I think, has really helped inform me for the job I have. One of the things that I find fascinating is that the uh, the district attorney's office has its own investigative unit. So, say there's a, an unattended death or something like that, they they go out and and look at it. Yeah. So, by statute, in the Mass General Laws, um, in each county, the district attorney is the uh, sole person responsible for for uh, investigations of unattended deaths and. To that end, um, we have a state police contingent who are second to none. The Essex County State Police Detectives have an incredible uh, dedication, uh, the professionals that, that they are and the experience they bring, um, and we look at every single unattended death, whether it's by homicide, suicide, sometimes unknown, and we get to the bottom of it, um, some really interesting cases. Um, unfortunately, um, we see... We see quite a bit in the, in the course of, of uh, weeks and months that we've been here. Um, but the state police have been just incredible partners with us, and I can't say enough about them. Is there anything uh, crime-wise that is, um, I'm thinking of fentanyl and, and things like that. Is that, how, how's that affecting Essex County? Yeah, so it's right at the top of my list, Wynn, and, and um, I think it's really twofold. It's it's the um, people that have substance use issues, uh, particularly fentanyl. Um, last year in the Commonwealth, we lost almost 2,400 people to fatal overdoses, and some 90% of those had some connection with fentanyl. When I was a state rep, I actually worked with um, uh, Rep Tim Whalen, a Republican from down the Cape, retired state trooper, and, and we put tougher penalties in place for fentanyl. Um, I think it's also important that we know the difference between somebody who's in the grip of addiction, somebody who really needs our help, needs rehabilitation, needs treatment. There's a big difference between that person and somebody who's trafficking in fentanyl that we need to make sure there's consequences for them. And a lot of my job is knowing the difference between those two and how they should be handled by the system. Well, that is a, that's a tough job right there. It's a lot. It's a lot. And I think that the team we have in place, and we have a, a, a smart approach. It has to be a smart approach on, on crime and handling what we're seeing out there. We're also, um, unfortunately, seeing an uptick in, in some of the violent crimes, particularly um, younger folks that have um, firearms. Um, but we've solved a number of those cases from Lynn to Lawrence to Havel to Methuen and everywhere in between. I think we're doing a, a very, very good job of of keeping the residents of Essex County safe. Yeah, we've we've had some stories about that recently. Uh, some area people that uh, actually are breaking into uh, into uh, gun shops and uh, and taking that and then selling it. And hopefully, you, you get them before they sell too many of them. Well, that's the idea. When you know, we want to be uh, proactive about this, and and we want to make sure that we get the guns off the street. We're not talking about the lawful gun owners who who follow all the rules and and um, and never cause an issue. It's really it's the it's it's people who should not have guns, and unfortunately, we see the combination of guns and drugs together, and those are the folks that we need to be targeting. Oh yeah, 
and then there's the uh the uh, the mental health aspect of things too uh, i know in uh, in haverhill for example they they were working with some colleges to uh to uh, or mental health uh people to to help the officers but also to help the people that they're dealing with too there's really two ways to look at this when and i will say chief Pistoni in haverhill is he does an excellent job here with a very very good department I look at the mental health issue uh, through two lenses. One of the folks that are struggling, and when I was the police chief in Salem, we actually created something called the Community Impact Unit where we brought mental health clinicians to ride with the police officers. This was back in 2009. I think we were one of the first departments to do that. So working with folks that, that have these mental health issues, and unfortunately I don't think we've seen um, the height of the, of the problem yet coming out of covid the second lens I look is the mental health of first responders, and I need, we need to make sure that we're taking care of the people who take care of us. And I had the good fortune at the State House to work with uh, many of the police departments and create uh, critical incident stress management programs, peer counseling, so that there is, there is a recognition that police officers, firefighters, EMS, that we need to make sure we're taking care of these folks. For too long, it was just something that we expected people, oh, that's part of the job, and just sort of take it. Um, we've, we've been enlightened, and I think that's the right word, enlightened, to make sure that we take care of these folks. It's a, it's a big issue, and I'm committed to making sure we do all that we can to help those folks. Well, I, I know that uh, coming to WHAV is the highlight of your day, but uh, where else do you have to go? Well, I've been spending a lot of time up, up in the Merrimack Valley. We've been uh, uh, Haverhill and Lawrence and... Uh, when we leave here, we're going over to see the good folks at the Haverhill YMCA to see some of the programming that they're, they're doing over there. Um, I noted, uh, listening to your news broadcast a little bit earlier, they've got some good um, things that, that are coming to uh, coming to fruition. And but the YMCA's, we have a, we have a very strong Salem YMCA um, um, down our way in the North Shore, um, helping a lot of folks. And it's um, it's not just uh, with the recreational athletic programs. It's about housing. It's about getting people um, off the streets, safe places to live. I know um, on the North Shore that our YMCA's have done some really good jobs. And part of it, frankly, why I do this is I view the DA as not simply fitting into one box of being a prosecutor. To me, this really is it's a community job. It's a, it's a community forum, and I've committed to use, to use this position to make sure we're talking about these things. We're talking about substance use. We're talking about mental health and doing it with community partners like the YMCA. So when we leave here, we'll be over at the, at the Haverhill Y this morning. Well, uh, from the uh, WHAV Weather Observation Tower, you can also see the uh, Boys and Girls Club of Greater Haverhill. That's right. And we're just over there, that direction. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the Boys and Girls Clubs. Prior to uh, uh, being in elected office as a state rep, I was on the board of directors at the Salem Boys and Girls Club, uh, which I will uh, shamelessly plug as the oldest uh, uh, Boys and Girls Club we think in the country, it goes back into the 1800s when it was called the Salem Fraternity, which was the front, the uh, front runner to uh, the Boys and Girls Club. They're doing amazing things. I know um, in Lawrence and in Haverhill, um, it, it really is helping generations of kids and making sure they're on a good path. Um, can't say enough about our club in Salem. Uh, Joanne Scott and her team, um, just helping folks, helping families. Um, I've been heavily involved uh, with with the programming that they do. And we need these folks. We need these community partners. And, frankly, it makes my job a lot easier having such great community stakeholders. Oh, yeah. Well, um, is there anything else you'd like to add this morning? I just want to thank the people of Essex County. I, I, I spent a full year campaigning for this job um, from January right up until Election Day in November. 
pretty much without a day off. And and the folks in Haverhill and, and Lawrence and Methuen, they were so welcoming. Um, and I, I committed to all of the, the mayors and the leaders here to, to come back and not just come back at election time, but come back and be a regular presence. And I think we've proven that. We've visited almost, uh, with just a few exceptions, every mayor, every school superintendent, every police chief, and I intend to keep doing for for the rest of my term. Excellent. All right. Well, uh, we'll have to get you back. It'll be fun. Great. I look forward to it. Thanks, Mike. Right. Thanks for the opportunity. Oh, you bet. Essex County District Attorney Paul Tucker, our guest this morning right here on The Wave, 97.9 WHAV. Wake up with Wynn Damon weekdays from 6 to 9 a.m. on 97.9 FM WHAV. That's The Wave. W.